You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. And it's time for another episode of Bible Prophecy Daily. I'm your host for this episode, Jake McCandless. I am a pastor, church planter, and director of Stand Firm Ministries, where we're helping believers navigate such a time as this. And our latest initiative and really our focus right now is what we call Stand Firm Parents, helping families have a faith that lasts, and in the process, helping build a Maranatha generation. Super excited about this opportunity that we're taking with Stand Firm. A couple things we've done towards that. They have a couple children's books out there, Jesus and His White Horse, and the latest Jesus and His Kingdom. It's a children's picture book on the Millennial Kingdom. It's been an incredible honor to begin to share these things. When I say share the whole story, the part we leave off to the next generation, to the emerging generation. So you can probably tell I approach this whole end time stuff, Bible prophecy from a pastoral approach. I love talking details, but more than anything, I want to see us walk through these times faithfully. In this episode, I'm continuing a series I've been doing for several episodes called Prophetic Lessons from COVID. Yeah, you remember that COVID thing? Looking at that COVID time as a glimpse, a warning shot of what is to come. But looking at it as watchmen, you, me, who are tracking in these things. And I argued in the last episode that I do not believe it's we're just meant to track for knowledge's sake. We're meant to track to help others prepare. And what we're preparing for is to be found faithful, to continue in faithfulness, even as the craziness hits the fan. Whether it is the unfolding of the last days or just a crazy text, a crazy thing that happens tomorrow. So this lesson from COVID that we're looking at is as watchmen, understanding the timing of fulfillment in relationship to the urgency we feel. What? What did I just say? Well, listen in. I'm going to explain that a bit more. And I get it. That sounds like a strange take. Heck, all all these lessons, prophetic lessons from COVID, or as I call, lessons from being warned, trying to warn, and then seeing, they're all strange takes. Heck, it's a strange conversation. Now, I'm having this conversation because I believe it's Holy Spirit-led in my life. That's what I've, you know, I'm not just doing these things to say something. (laughs) Seeking the Lord, what would you have me share? This has been on my heart for a long time. It's been awesome to have this opportunity to do it through this medium. But it's a strange conversation. I really wish I was talking about something cooler. Janice does some awesome conversations about the New Jerusalem. Man, I like talking some New Jerusalem. Charles has been talking the end times geography. Man, that's a fun one. Lord, why couldn't you give me that one? My friend Nelson always talking some wild things going on. Here I am. Wearing out this COVID thing. And I'm not even sure if I'm the one that can lead this conversation. But someone needs to. And I have been on this journey, been on a journey now full-time vocational ministry, 25 plus years. I really don't look that old. I started young, really. (laughs) 
Yeah, I got that face for podcast, right? Much of that journey was spent avoiding Bible prophecy. And then 2012, through a series of events, began to, God began to get a hold of me, began to reevaluate, got captured by Matthew 24.10, many will turn away. 2016, devoted myself to helping people stand firm. So as I've said, I went into COVID, kind of this unique you know, situation, vantage point of, okay, something's going to happen that's going to impact our faith. Church, as we know, it's going to change. It's going to impact our faith. Never would have drawn it up like COVID, but looking back, what could I learn from that moving forward? But it's not just a conversation about COVID. It's more of a conversation about just being a watchman or watchwoman. I mean, we don't have a necessarily guide about that. I mean, has anybody taken a class? I mean, I know there's some classes out there, but there's also some absolute craziness. When you get into talking about prophecy, we're not always talking apples to apples. A lot of times we're talking apples to bananas, apples to coconuts. I mean, you know, wild differences. When I'm talking about being a watchman, I'm talking about reading and knowing the word and then looking out and seeing... This might be for being fulfilled. And then the obligation, the call, the responsibility to help warn and prepare others. There's not a, a guide out there. We don't have conversations on what a watchman should be. I've only had one. I mean, I've had a lot of conversations of, Jake, why are you doing this? <laughs> Jake, there's better ways to spend your time. There's more important ministries to do. Jake, there's people lost going to hell. I know. But how many people left the church and left the faith after COVID? And I know we can say, well, there's wheats and tares. That's The Bible says it's going to happen. Yeah, it does. But every warning in Scripture is given so that there doesn't have to be a casualty. There will be a casualty because prophecy is the Word of God. It's the authority. It's what's going to happen. It's a picture of what's going to happen. But it doesn't have to be. the Okay, you probably see I touched a nerve myself. <laughs> One conversation I've had about being a watchman. Accidental conversation in Starbucks. Fortunately, we exchanged cards, and I followed up on it. But I told someone what I was doing for the first time. They didn't say, hey, that's crazy. They said, a prophetic ministry is a heavy weight. I'm like, what in the world is that Yoda stuff? <laughs> that's some truth to it, and you've probably felt that. And it's always scary talking about prophecy, sharing prophecy, being a watchman. Because again, it's, it's so nuanced and people run with it in so many different ways. But you know what? I'm sure. And again, I'm not putting myself anywhere towards the Old Testament prophets. And I'm not putting you there either. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we do have to be fair and say, hey, you know what? The Lord revealed things to them. And not necessarily when we say reveal, that doesn't have to be he revealed something new. I mean, Dave, we find Daniel talking about the words in the book of Jeremiah. Jesus refers back to Daniel, and I think that's more of what today we're called to do. But I, I'm sure Malachi leaned on some of what he knew of Elijah, Isaiah, Daniel. Daniel seems to have leaned back on Jeremiah some. Again, I'm not putting myself there for sure. I'm not putting you there. I'm not putting any of these hosts there, even though they're excellent. As I said, the modern idea of prophets is just all over the place. I really don't even want to touch it. I don't want to be the one having this conversation, Lord, but it needs to happen. Amos 3.7, for the Lord 
God does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. The idea is, before judgment, before something comes, God's going to warn his people, and he tends to do it through his people. So that's how God works. That's how he rolls. And then somebody has to be in that role. So whatever God's up to, yeah, he's already got it in his word what he's going to do. But he does seem to say, hey, my people, I'm about to do this thing. And he tells some human fallible servant to go share that. I think that's where we fall in. And now again, some of you may be saying, oh, Jake, be careful here. I don't like you making this connection to prophets of old and those things. Okay, let's just go with John 16, 13, right? When the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are yet to come. Anyone who is walking in the Spirit and seeking the Lord is going to be guided unto the things to come. And if you're guided unto the things to come, the things the Lord is about to do, you need to share it with others. So we can't just be that, right? Someone who's just seeking the Lord and running across some things in the process they need to share. And then I know some will say, Jake, but we go to Hebrews 1, where it says, In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in the last these days, he has spoken through only his son. And man, I completely agree. But I still think even that passage doesn't negate the fact that how God rolls is he warns his people. And he does through through human agents. Now that we have the Holy Spirit indwelling inside of us, it should, should mean even more are able and apt to do this. Doesn't mean we're getting new revelation like some of the prophets did, but even the Old Testament prophets, they just kept retelling the same story. So however you want to refer to it, this conversation needs to happen. Me and you are watchmen. It's all over the place on people, how people deal with it. But God warns people, human agents, to warn others. Now think with me. Just going back to the, the castle days where a watchman's on the wall, when does that watchman need to be warned of the event? When does he need to know in time to warn others that something's going to happen? Beforehand, right? Really the quickest he can see the army approaching in the distance is more time to tell and warn and help others prepare. So the watchman needs to be warned ahead of time and for the watchman to be effective How quick does he need to think this invasion or whatever it might be may happen? Immediately, right? He needs to feel that urgency. He or she needs to feel that urgency. I say that because I said this lesson, I wanted to deal with how as a watchman, we feel the fulfillment will be. Because pretty much everyone I have talked to who is teaching on Bible prophecy, teaching on these things, they feel like it's going to happen soon. I mean, I feel like it was going to happen yesterday, right? Maybe you do too. I know this gets me close to being a heretic, but anytime I get to sit down one-on-one with, you know, I'm good friends with Nelson Walters, Marky Laughlin are here, uh, you know, and others across the spectrum who uh, teach on prophecy. And anytime I get that one-on-one chance, man, I always like to say, hey, hey, don't, don't run me off because of this, but man, when do you think this is going to happen? When do you think, you know, this part of it's going to happen? How, how long until this possibly happens? What are you thinking? I'm like, I know you don't know. <laughs> but 
But what do you think? In every one of those conversations, it's been pretty quick. Maybe the only exclusion to that is one of the new hosts on this program, Travis Snow, recent post on Twitter where he says, I don't think it's going to happen for so many years. You know, Travis may be the first person I've heard actually like you know say that. But I really believe a lesson with COVID that we need to learn is, as we look back at COVID and learn how to be watchmen and help others ahead, is just to know that it will probably happen later than we think. What? This is probably the, like one of the most like uneventful, unsensational episodes, right? I believe pretty much as someone studies prophecy and then they see what is occurring, it's easy to jump to, man, this is going to happen right away. I think we can see some of that in the Old Testament prophets. I, I know we can see this within the New Testament. I mean, think of how many times the disciples and others came to Jesus and said, is it time? Are you bringing your kingdom now? I mean, no one would have ever dreamed it had been at least 2,000 years later. I think anyone tracking in these things senses the urgency, and I don't think sensing the urgency is wrong. Because I believe as watchmen, you we have to have that urgency. And maybe it's a dangerous conversation I'm having, saying, hey, it's probably not going to be as quick as you think, because I, I do not want to diminish any urgency. But as I covered in a previous episode... One of the dangers for watchmen is, is to fill in the blanks, is for the Lord to genuinely lead us into something that's going to happen, and then for us to then fill in the blanks of what it will look like, and often we do timing. The greatest downfall of of people who are probably given genuine prophetic warnings has been they take it too far and they give timing, they give dates. And I think we need to know as watchmen, Just the nature of the gig is the urgency we feel. We don't need to get rid of that. We need that. We need to be driven by that. We need to help others develop that urgency. But at the same time, we just need to realize, you know, even though I think this should happen tomorrow, let's just know it's probably not. That may be more the urgency speaking. Do you see that balance? Does, does that make sense? Again, I, I don't want to lose that urgency, but I think we need to really balance that with this understanding. I, I'm thinking of, of mirrors that, you know, they'll say objects in the rear of your mirror may appear closer than they are. You know, mirrors say that and meatloaf sing that. It's almost like we need to write in our Bibles prophecy maybe a little further than it appears to you, watchmen. <laughs> Okay, we probably could probably come up with something better. Hit me up if you got a better statement for that at Jake at StanfordMinistries.com. But you see what I mean? Let's just be careful. I've heard some prophecy teachers that I greatly respect, and they will walk through some events that prophetically have to happen because they're in Scripture, and then they will give a, a time frame, and the two don't correlate. Because we're often, our system's overridden by this sense of urgency. Again, we can't take it away, but we've got to balance it. But at the same time, I think as prophets, we need to think in the perfect tense. If you're familiar with Greek, so the perfect tense describes future events 
as though they're certain to happen. It's like we'll read a perfect tense and it's like, okay, that happened. But no, it's still a future event. So what does this mean? It just means, hey, it's future, but the Lord said it, so it's done. And that's in a sense how we have to think. I mean, this says it's going to happen, therefore it's done. But we may not understand the, the full timing. I also would add to this, regardless if, if you consider yourself a watchman or God has you in that role, Otherwise, I, but I don't know why you'd be listening to this otherwise, but let's just say there's a case for that. Another factor in this is none of us can fathom the patience of God. You know, Peter's epistle is a passage about scoffers and mockers, and he talks about, you know, the Lord may seem slow, but to him a day is like a thousand days, or a thousand days is a day, however it goes. He talks about his patience as a long-suffering being so that many will come to him. We cannot fathom this patience God has. And so as we see the world around us and we think, you know, the Lord, I mean, these things have come. I mean, just bring this about. We cannot fathom his patience. So as we look back at COVID, one of the lessons we can have, one of those lessons from being warned, trying to warn, and then seeing something like it come to pass, deals with timing. And as watchmen, we need to understand that what we're seeing in the Word, in the world, and we're sharing is likely going to happen later than we think. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 